welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. All right, Derry. Hello, Dan. Sipping his wine. Sipping my wine. Going up in the world. Classy I with my strongbow and fosters every week. And you know, they're already a bloody... <laughs> Shuttled up the cock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got like a crystal glass as well. You got up in the world. My um, my brother got me this as a birthday present quite a few years ago. Four of them. And uh, yeah, they're lovely. <laughs> yeah, they are. I like one of my parents used to have. They were nice, to be fair. Uh, only bringing up for the special occasions, Dan? No, no, no. I mean, literally, these are the only wine glasses we own. So. <laughs> I'll set you up there to say yes, the podcast. <laughs> oh, it, well, no. Special occasion. Yeah, what? Oh, shit. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Very special occasion. It's not like we've ever done this before. (laughs) Anyway, anyway. So uh, you're bringing the hot topic of the week, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. My topic of the week. Woefully under-researched, but I think that will probably help just because I'll just rant it off. I think that's always the best one. I think I've mentioned this to you before that I've always wanted to discuss it. So I am going to discuss it this week. It's been awesome. a busy one. Of struggles to plan it. So here we go. I want to talk about food, basically. Ooh, good one. I want to talk about food. Three main things. Three main areas of discussion. Shit food versus posh food. Nice. Will be number one. <laughs> number two will obviously be food banks. Yeah. Uh, and three is going to be like famine and the upcoming famine for us all. What's going to happen when famine uh, <laughs> <Abbott> strikes? <laughs> and and then a positive. Yes. Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> well thought out. <laughs> well thought out. So, um, oh. again, you know, uh, eligible for everyone. And um, I think a bit of comedy around it is probably to start with kind of the shit food versus the posh food thing. Mm. So, like, I don't know where to begin on this, but but basically, it goes back to the days of students where you, when I was a student and you, you know you don't have any money and you have to buy the shit food. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, and I laugh about it because, like, I laugh because otherwise, obviously, I'll cry. Just to think <laughs> what goes into the shit food, okay? <laughs> so basically, like, if you if you go and look at, like, you know, as the smart price ham, yeah, yeah, it looks it looks like a map. You know, it's those you've got like some meat, and then like the massive chunks of fat are like the countries. <laughs> <laughs> and it just looks and it's perfectly square which basically means there must be like this like massive sheets of ham and they, they use you know like uh, kids with like clay clay yeah, yeah, what's yeah. it's like moulds or stencils they just like get out the squares of this like massive sheet of ham but it, everything like like a bag of sausages for a quid you know ah. Oh, I wouldn't, you know, you don't want to think, do you? you don't want to, that's why they on the ingredient list they they have like scientific words because they have to invent words for the ingredients yeah, because yeah, they yeah. don't exist. But <laughs> what gets me is that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry if I cough a lot with this bloody cold. Um, is like obviously the state of things are and people are obviously forced to buy this shit food because this is the only thing that they can bloody afford. 
which obviously will have an effect on their health. Come on. Which will obviously then have an effect on your outcome. You know, like, if you eat that food, you're not going to have the energy. You you know, you're not going to be switched on. You're not going to be basically healthy to to, to get on with life. And I think you... (laughs) I think you were talking about the posh food, yeah. And there's, you know, there's not a hell of a lot in it. So basically, look, let's let's stick with ham. So you've got like this multi pack of ham. Well, I say multi pack, you probably get like twenty slices for like eighty p or something of this map stenciled ham. <laughs> and then you you can get three slices of the finest, you know, boiled ham. I'm sorry, I'm realizing now you're a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder but, how fucking long it takes. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's so as well. Um, so and and all this stuff, uh, and, uh, like nice crumb on it, like little like Cumberland crumb on it, and it looks lovely. Honey, but honey. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it'll have like a, an English country, uh, English county on it, like yeah. fucking Somerset hammers and then ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. Wiltshire has one. <laughs> and uh, but that, that's like three quid, sort of for three slices. True. And uh, even though I like. I think, yeah, I, I do okay. Like, I'm fine. But that ham is still out of reach. I think, like, yeah. if I go for that ham, it just fucks up my food budget for the week. Yeah, yeah. So you end up either going for the really shit ham or thinking, no, I'll just go for the slightly more expensive one. <laughs> but I suppose what I'm getting at here is, like, isn't it sad, like, for capitalism? The capitalism has ripped through our, like, food division yeah and because capitalism is making a lot of people poor it's creating a market for this fucking shit food Hmm. and it's self-serving itself isn't it because if the people can't afford it they keep buying it and it creates a market for it and it keeps happening can you imagine what's in that stuff am i just making any sense here no no you are you are but i think i i um i used to live with a guy who worked in like a guess you'd call it a factory but kind of a food processing plant um just outside Carnarvon and basically his he had to sort of so I think his job was like sort of food hygiene type stuff but essentially what the factory did is that they would bring in cuts of meat from abattoirs whatever and then they would cook it and package it up industrially so they'd have a set recipe and then cook it whatever and it'd be and what he said I don't know you know how true this is but what he said is that some food would be like say for farm foods for example iceland and then some food would be for like m&s or waitrose whatever and the difference between them would be fuck all like yeah yeah literally for like waitrose it'd be maybe like a bit more like the portion size might be a bit bigger or you know something like that or like you know maybe slightly better quality but ultimately like it wasn't that different now I don't know. I think I think meat is sort of I can't comment too accurately because obviously I don't eat it. But I've been in a supermarket and I can see the difference. I can see what you're talking about. But for me, looking back to when I was a student and bearing in mind, you know, I I was an vegetarian. I might have, you know, more income or more money now than I did when I was a student. Actually, I'm a student, but like you know what I mean, back when I was doing my undergrad. I don't think I eat that different. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, I, I still shop at Lidl. Um, I mean, 
I don't know how true this is because maybe this is me fantasizing, but I swear I got my weekly shop down to about 15 quid, maybe even a tenner a week when I was a student. And like that was like, you know, getting a massive like kilo block of cheese every few weeks from like little and stuff. So I think it can be done. I think the issue is, is that a lot of people on really insecure incomes and to be fair, a lot of people on kind of, you know, higher incomes as, as well will rely on ready meals or will rely on sort of processed foods when in actual fact if you go to sort of like your basic veg and like you know good nutritious things like lentils and beans and stuff generally they're not that expensive it just requires a fuckload more effort and imagination like you actually have to think about how you're cooking things because they don't taste automatically nice like meat one of the things I've always resented about not being a meat eater is that your convenience food is fucking amazing. Like you can pick up a pork pie or a pepperoni and it's like automatically tasty and lovely and like easy to buy and easy to consume. And as a vegetarian for like almost all my life up until the last maybe five years, you don't have convenience food. Your convenience food is like a carrot or, you know, a, a bit of lettuce or something. And it's fucking nice. But it's still not like the same level of like, you know, nourishment and like real sort of sense of having had something filling as you get with like a nice pork pie and realizing there's a lot of pent up bitterness and rage inside. I miss I miss miss, um, Biltong a lot. Like if I ever find a really good vegetarian version of Biltong, I may like buy shares in that company because it's yeah. Have you have you had Biltong much? No, no, not really. I'm not sure whether whether you kind of share the same sort of flavor taste palette as I do, but yeah, you should try Biltong if you can. It's it's delicious. Anyway, like my point was was that I don't actually think there's as much of a difference as you think there is. I think a lot of the time... But I think he's, he's got to be talking about the mid-range there between mm. shots. He, he yeah, can't be talking crazy. about the value shit. He can't be telling me now that that is the same as the Wiltshire crumbed ham. That good. has to be the bits with the dust off the floor in a dustpan <laughs> into a caramelizer. They well, set it on fire. It's probably, it's it probably the people who've had their benefits uh, sanctioned you know, they probably invite them in for one last interview, and if they manage to make it there, they just shove them in a blender and squidge out this pink sludge that they spread out over, like, an oven, and then use those, like, clay cutters to cut it into nice little, like, stenciled bits of ham. (laughs) That's Well, that brings me to another thing that is very funny, is that there is, because obviously I knew this because my dad used to be a butcher. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there is, like, a minimum percentage in certain, with certain meats, there's, like, a minimum percentage that something must contain of meat to be called something. So, for example, a sausage needs to be something around about 60% pork to be categorized as sausage. And I read this article about a company... Ah, we've cracked it. They circumvented that. They had put something forty percent in it to save, save it, just uh, to save money, and marketed right. them as bangers. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Christ. Yeah, so that was absolutely that hilarious. Isn't it? Yeah. Did they get away with it? Yeah, of course, because they'll market it as sausages as bangers, mate. Uh, <laughs> Do you want bangers? Jesus once? Yeah. Christ. But it's it's stuff oh. like that that is like um, you know things that. 
are generally good at here, like with food standards and stuff. Mm. <laughs> Unless we obviously rolled that post EU. Well, no, that's Which the we thing. Probably we probably will. Aren't we? Yeah, no, of no, course. We, was, what? We, already, we have, haven't we? I thought I, 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 I haven't kept up to date with it. Well, no, no, sorry, I have kept up to date with it, but I can't remember it and I haven't read it properly. But basically, there was a bit of legislation that went through about a month ago, where we are now Quiet. going to be accepting Australia. Um, Australian standards and American standards. It's the only um, way they use that as leverage them to do a trade deal with us. Yeah, exactly. We are f- so fucked with that. It's <laughs> absolutely fucking insane. It pisses me right off. But yeah, it's only going to get worse. But at least now yeah. we know what's in there. What's yeah. it to do with labelling, actually? I'm yeah. sure Pi did something on it. Where it was something that they were saying, oh yeah, it's just like a, a barrier to trade that you've got to put everything that's down as ingredients well, yeah, I'd like yeah, to know yeah. what I'm, what is going to be causing <laughs> well, cancer absolutely. in my body in 25 years' yeah, time, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or how and this it, animals are being treated, or how many carbon, you know, how much carbon is being emitted, etc., etc. Exactly. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's scary, all that stuff. But that's what people can afford, and it's, it's scary. But do you ever find yourself, like, in the posh section? And it turns into, like, a comedy sketch, because you look at this little pot, and it's lovely. It's got pasta in it, it's got beans in it, it's got couscous in it, yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. like this nice thing. Oh, it looks so nice. It's like four quid. What? Wait a second, what supermarket? I've got this sort of fantastic idea in my in my head that like, in, in the supermarket they've got like a value section and you go along and like people look down on you and they beat you with sticks and there's you know like little urchins in the corner covered in coal going, oh, please, sir, penny, please, sir. <laughs> yeah, and then way. like and then you go through to like the posh section and there's a fucking like gold braided like fucking red carpet. And there's fucking there's a butler there going, oh, welcome, sir, to the posh section. We have couscous. <laughs> Literally a two-tier supermarket. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that's the reason why they don't do that, don't they? They just like have the ham and then all the different hams there, because otherwise that would happen in modern-day Britain. It would you be get spat at probably the people of the value range. <laughs> people and the other ones would be fucking bound well, down. It's, one of, it's one of the lovely things about I, I shop at Lidl or Aldi, yeah. mostly Lidl, and one of the things that I really like about both of those is that when you buy the absolute basic stuff. They try and not advertise too much that you're buying the really basic stuff. Like they still, even though like they obviously haven't paid as much as say Tesco's or Morrison's to make the packaging look amazing. It doesn't look like you're like, if you look at the old Tesco value branding, it looks like, Oh, you're poor, are you? Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh, there's no need for that either, is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. But they have changed that now, if you realise. They Ooh, have Tesco's. changed that. Yeah, yeah, they've changed Stockwell's. it. Stockwell's. Stockwell's, yeah. And they've got, uh, like, yeah, Grower's Harvest. Yeah, yeah, Imagine yeah. the Stockwell crisps. Jesus, I had them the other day. I don't know what they've done to them. <laughs> so when, when me and Jody want to treat ourselves, and um, we've got a bit of spirit in or something, we'll uh, buy 17 pence Stockwell's Coca-Cola. And it's like, yeah, that's that's great. It's 17 pence compared to, like, the two-quid equivalent bottle of actual that Coca-Cola. That can be nice, though. That's, I mean, maybe... as an industrial cleaner, if you don't like it, anyway. <laughs> Wait, Coke, Coke itself is used as an industrial cleaner. I think... I think maybe maybe I'm different because I've not sort of had a lot of fizzy drinks in my life, but it's absolutely fine. Like I can't, 
I can't really tell the difference. I mean, obviously, probably if I had a taste test with them both next to each other, I probably could. But it's absolutely. I mean, the fact that I'm saving that amount of money is as good as tasting something that tastes really nice. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> that is fair enough. Oh, oh yeah, but that's. Um, yeah, the posh food is. I just find it funny that when you you're in the aisle and you look at it and it's like it's lovely, but there's no way you're gonna buy it. Just yeah. because it's like this like yeah. fake dream, and it's only like a cup of fucking beans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I sort of I don't know. When I was working at, well, not so much at Cruise for some reason. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I would shop at Waitrose, but not for like my regular shop, just for like a few special things, things that like I cared about getting a bit of better quality for. Yeah, and, and it is good. Like it is so nice. Some of their food is just. Uh, we use we generally go Christmas before, and we have like a few buffet things. It's ridiculously expensive. Yeah, although it's not really. You know, when you think about probably the effort they've gone to to do all these little pork belly caramelized things on the, on the <laughs> stick, but sixteen of them for eight quid. Eight yeah, quid, yeah. but you know, considering <laughs> everything. It, uh, think about it though. It is insane, isn't it? How like a 79 pack of ham. How can they transport the pig? Kill the pig? Skin the pig? <laughs> cut the pig? Package the pig? Pay everyone pig. who does that a living wage. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. And obviously, what we know is they just fuck the pigs up, don't they? Let's be honest. Uh, it's the Holocaust, isn't it? There's a chicken yeah, place down here. There's a chicken place yeah. down here in Anglesey, isn't it? And you see the lorries come in with all the chickens. And it's the Holocaust just yeah, because yeah, it's chickens yeah. on there and not yeah. us. It's pretty it's hilarious. Chicken, of course, it's, it isn't. But no, no, I, I, I've, it's one of the things that I've always like. Chicken Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I've always thought of that. I've always like. It's it's mental how we're able to just sort of even when you watch people like people watch TikTok videos or YouTube videos or whatever with cute animals doing funny things and like things which sort of seemingly show their human side or like they've got a bit of personality to them or whatever and they're like they'll anthropomorphize non-pet animals and yet they will also go and like subscribe to the holocaust denial that is our modern meat industry it's just like yes we will kill millions of them and it's absolutely fine and it's like oh god this is and they persuade themselves look at this they have a lovely life yeah, They're yeah, in a yeah, big yeah. barn with a tiny window. They eat nothing but grain and sleep in their <laughs> own feces. And they're so fat because they're genetically modified. Their feet don't work. But look at his smile. He's happy. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, they persuade themselves that it's like bloody normal. It's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. insane, isn't it, really? But it's only going to get worse, of course, with Brexit, as we uh, as we said earlier. Yeah, it's going to get worse. And it's, it's uh, going to be a... I, I kind of wish I had, I had another, another drink. I definitely slightly insecure financial situation but i definitely want to sort of be able to afford slightly more beers for these i think it would be very nice yeah i think that's another thing with your shop isn't it when you when you add alcohol onto the bloody basket there's an half bloody add the cost to it isn't it it's bloody ridiculous really basically, oh, basically but whilst i take the pain away ha 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 right great. we've discussed the we've uh, discussed the Shit, posh food thing, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. do we dare go on to food banks? Because I've, yes. I've been, I've been finding myself um, like getting into like a YouTube wormhole because Channel Four and Channel Five have done a few kind of bits on mm. on food banks and stuff. And uh, fuck me, it's uh, 
you know, you, you, you regularly ask me, obviously, you know, why am I still here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, you look at me, he's like, 78-year-old woman that was on one of them. At that stage of your life, having worked all through your life, and she still can't afford to put on the gas and eat. Yeah. And like, bless her, she was really fit, um, as in health-wise, not... <laughs> I was going to say, like, fucking no, Yeah, not sexually. Gilf over here. <laughs> but like, she'd, she'd go like, oh, I, I do this to warm up every morning, like, goes for a jog, for God's sakes, to, to yeah, warm up and stuff, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's mental. But how in God's heaven on earth the Jacob Rees Mog have any inkling how glad this in Teesside exists. Well, well, one of the one of the kind of major issues that we've got is that it's, it's obviously is one of the main issues. But carry on, sorry. That that disconnect for sure. But I think also is this idea of food banks. Like, the I mean, I I always I don't know whether I should feel guilty or not, but I. I don't think I've ever sort of, you know, those like trolleys that you get, not trolleys, but like the baskets you yeah. get in Tesco's, etc. I mean, pretty much every supermarket has them I, these days, I think. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, donate, you know, whatever. And I'm not justifying not having donated. But to my mind, why should someone who's already, you know, not a billionaire, not a millionaire, give their money to the supermarket in order so that someone can eat? When we know that the supermarket has artificially designed their, their like, you know, the, their relationships with the growers are predicated on this idea of what consumers demand. When we fucking know consumers don't demand it, when they, they're reintroducing all this fucking wonky veg and it's really popular, no one ever fucking wanted really straight fucking cucumbers. Like, you go along to the veg of my dad's farm and you get cucumbers that are as big as a horse's dick and it's like and as juicy as a horse's dick probably and oh i i did say probably rather than definitely um just for the record um (laughs) (laughs) but like no it's it's just i i personally i mean obviously like a you know sustainable farm or whatever isn't going to be accessible for everyone but when you look at the sort of weird freakish veg that can be grown by grown by normal farming and how much more exciting that's going to be to the average consumer where you have this fucking massive cucumber that's like really tasty all these huge tomatoes that are like not being fucked with by like conventional modern like really heavy fertilizer heavy agriculture but it's just really juicy and delicious and then you compare it to like fucking how Tesco's and the other supermarkets have manipulated the system to go, no, this is what consumers demand. It's absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah, well, you know, it's some corporate mega fuck somewhere within that organisation said, yeah, I've yeah. been out there and I've spoken with the farmers and I've made sure that this store gets the straightest fucking cucumbers. Oh, well done, Stephen. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, the yeah, 2% yeah, yeah, bonus yeah, yeah, yeah. for you this year. Yeah, oh, that's exactly. what Gladys exactly. Teesside wants. No. No, she wants to be able to. You know, I, I agree and with it, you. And, it, and if you had, if I mean, I get the supermarkets. Well, I'm not even sure supermarkets need to exist, but supermarkets do exist. And if supermarkets were like, we're going to be turning a profit anyway, we are going to survive. Like we're not, you know, we're doing absolutely fine for ourselves. 
but we're going to get really switched on to acting as community food redistribution schemes. So they're no longer expecting the community to step up and do it, but they just do it as part of their supply part chain. what they're doing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally, where they just, like, they do all the deliveries themselves. They've already got vans going out and fucking delivering the stuff. Some people buy because they can afford it, and some people get it for free because they can't afford it. Like, what the fuck is wrong with that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it goes down to everything. That's a lot now where, like you say, that these massive companies say that we're doing the right thing by giving us the option within their store to help that person instead of that yeah, yeah, doing yeah. himself. So, you know, every time you go to a fucking self-checkout, every time you go to a fucking McDonald's, do you, you want to round up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck I fucking billions of pounds a year. Yeah. I did. I did that by accident a while back, and I was really pissed off. <laughs> well, you should be. You shouldn't yeah. be pissed off at yourself because they know that you know people. People are you know a lot of people are good and Jesus yeah. Christ, it's 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 angry. But you've just you've you've touched on it, and you you said earlier there now. Um, I can't remember what, you, what point you said earlier, but you did say it at that point as well that um, you know like why why supermarkets exist. Yeah, and you know, but it goes back to capitalism in it, and you know the busyness of us all because we're so all so tired. We're all working all god hours in the bloody sun just to exist and get by. We literally don't have. We'll go for convenience. That's what you said. It was about the convenience food of why people buy that. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the ready meals and stuff, which are generally not nutritious because we we don't literally have any bloody time almost so you're forced to go to a supermarket that's got everything under one yeah, one yeah. roof to get everything yeah, yeah. you'll get the quick and easy stuff because oh you know I'd rather spend a bit more time with the kids or whatever yeah. but then in yeah, the meantime yeah. obviously yeah you know the local businesses when Tesco opened um, in uh, the town where my dad's butcher shop like he said like over the week like his takings dropped off the cliff edge you know the, yeah, these, yeah. these places are like decimate local businesses who are doing a better job than they are and have got the produce from a farm that's literally down the bloody road yeah, which is so much exactly, more healthy to you exactly Minimum and those, car- those people miles. working in those shops have you know a good wage and it's all been kept in the local economy yeah, yeah but yeah. instead they move them all under one this jagged spaceship of a place yeah. get everyone in turn them into biological robots on eight pounds yeah, an yeah. hour and yeah, siphon yeah. off the money to well, you came in Ireland. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Oh, oh that felt good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, true. Um, it's, it's, it's fucked up, but I, we've not I talked feel... about food banks at all. No, well, I mean... <laughs> I, it's I, like I thought, somewhere. I feel quite... I admire a lot the fight that people, you know, the people who work in food banks and sort of, you know, operate food banks and, and everything that they're doing, I admire them massively. But I can't help but feel that it's part of the same sort of problem as we were in the charity sector. Where do you, you reckon? Sort of, do you reckon through their existence they are making the government not solve the problem? Yeah, basically. Um, okay. And I, 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 don't, I mean, I'm willing to be kind of proven wrong about that, and I'm not sort of saying I hold it as that is the only way I can I can see it. But it does feel like especially because of the way they're set up. They're not set up as food redistribution, either from the producer or from the supermarket. They're set up as 
isn't it lovely how kind our local community are? And therefore you can have sort of, you know, I don't know, Hyacinth Bouquet who will shop at Waitrose and then fucking, you know, like she spent, I don't know, 200 quid on the weekly groceries and she'll be like 20 pounds on like a load of cans of soup that she'll then donate to, you know, to the food bank and she can go home and sleep and sleep nicely in her lovely warm organic bed sheets. And then the next day go and vote for the Conservatives, <laughs> all while not seeing the connection. And that's yeah, the yeah. fucking issue. Like, <laughs> it just, oh, honestly, I think I was so happy when you picked this topic because I think out of everything, I think, I think basically because of my dad and because of the farm and because of having been, been there relatively recently, I think out of everything, it's probably one of those topics that's most likely to get me really fucking riled up because it's fucking disgraceful that anyone is hungry. We've yeah, got a ridi- like there's fucking um, what was it like? Joe's grandmother was telling me the other day that some farmer out up in I don't know somewhere in England is like their entire crop. Yeah, that was a potatoes has just been wiped out by this like by the drought by the lack of rain that we had you know a few weeks back and and now pretty much. And what they mean by wiped out is like they're no longer growing to the size that you could sell in a supermarket. But I'm like. Mm. Just fucking give them away. Yeah, or they'll ship them in now from bloody Belgium or somewhere. It's had a yeah, bit of exactly. bloody rain. Exactly. And I was, where do you sit with the climate on that then? No, nobody gives a shit. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, yeah, yeah. isn't it? While all the while, we've got all these great farms here that are growing very acceptable potatoes to you and me. Yeah, Not yeah. to some corporate mega fuck who's yeah, in yeah. Who's like middle market. Can you imagine? I can imagine. I remember in the, um, you know, I don't watch it anymore because it angers me, but... Um, I used to watch The Apprentice and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they used to have these challenges, obviously, <laughs> where they had to go and pitch the product to, like, these buyers within these supermarkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, those people were abhorrent. <laughs> you know, on the board, questioning them. So, uh, what is the meaning of this pastry? What is the meaning of you, Susan? <laughs> you know, Jeeves probably on, like, 80 grand a year telling these farmers, no, you're yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. sprouts of shit, mate. They're yeah, oblong. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's painful. It is painful. I mean, I I feel like it, we we need to give a. I mean, I'm sure there's other people, but feel like we need to give a shout out to to Steve in Bangor because his when he was a Plaid City councillor, he was he set up a scheme to redistribute food from Tesco's and Waitrose and a few others, and now is doing the same thing under Boydar Bangor. Um, yeah. on the high street so like that that for me is sort of a revolutionary act where you're basically looking at the system as it is and going I don't think things need to be that way we could actually do something completely different and it's all still okay Yeah. so I think that's like that for me is a big source of hope we went there me and Joe went there for breakfast while we were up and it was fucking great. Like the whole vibe of the place, it didn't seem, I know it sounds really judgmental, but I kind of expected that kind of place to be a little bit sort of, I don't know, not quite so sort of, not corporate, but like it was very clean, very like welcoming, very like good decor. It wasn't sort of drab at all. And I, I don't, I didn't, I expected it to be a bit more drab, but Boy Dab Bangor was like fucking great. To be honest, it was really yeah, yeah, tasty it. food and like, Apparently they get all the like local veg and stuff in for the meal. Yeah. So I think I think for me it's like I don't donate to charity 
and I haven't yet, well, I, I do occasionally, but I haven't yet developed a sort of cast iron rule as to why I don't. I think it's just some kind of internal bullshit that I've got going on. But the more I sort of live, the more I think most charities fundamentally shouldn't exist. Most food banks fundamentally shouldn't exist. We ha- we shouldn't have excess in one place. We shouldn't have yachts whilst we have homeless. Like yeah, that as just as a yeah. like yachts are fucking great, probably. I've never been on one, but I think imagine, a pain like, in the ass. Can you imagine how much a pain in the ass? Like like all the things I know you'll then have servants that you'll probably have like a yachtsman that'll look yeah. after it for you, but I imagine it'd be a massive pain in the ass having a yacht. I saw, I saw someone the other day kite surfing over a yacht, and I'll be honest with you, it looks really cool. Like, I'm not saying that that's what I'd get if I was a billionaire, but it did look really cool. Yeah, I mean, you've got no, so, so much money. More money than sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think, I think like, I, I guess what I'm saying is that, I mean, I, I had this, I can't remember how old I was. I went to bed and I sort of like had what I thought at the time in my son of, sleep huddle brain was like a deep thought of like if there's people with excess over here on the left and then there's people with very little over here why can't the people with excess just give like half of their money to the people without anything so then they'll just be equal and the world will be a lovely peaceful place Mm. and then i woke up the next day and like thought about it and thought oh no it's more complex than that isn't it oh yeah oh yeah it's also someone else that uh put these things online I said, like, oh, let's let's bring in a new rule that will allow every sing, every human a maximum of nine hundred and ninety nine million pounds, and then anything <laughs> that you own over that then is redistributed. Yeah, yeah. I thought that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good because it like eliminates all billionaires. They yeah, can't yeah. fucking moan. They don't have enough money because they like, they probably will, obviously, and they'll move it I mean, to Cayman and they'll I'd... get around it. They'll be accountants straight away. You think, oh, I can help you circle out this rule. <laughs> but, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd lower it. Like, in principle, do we actually... Is there any, genuinely, any need for millionaires? Like, what if your max was 999,000? Nine, like, that's that's still... 999,000, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that's like a fuckload of money. Of course it is, yeah. yeah like, even, even with the rising cost of living, that's still a ridiculous amount of money. So I, I, I don't know. I wonder how much money you'd need in today's society if you were, like, I don't know, in your early 20s to not work for the rest of your life. Like, what would be the sort of max cap? And then you could probably figure out an economic policy based on that. <laughs> yeah, make that pay hey, roughly to live off, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll move on to our la- the last point, this famine bit, but uh, you know, I'm going to go too deep on it, but I think what it's going to lead off from, what I want to lead from, from the food banks was that the issue that we've got now is just the system not working because of, you know, not redistributing, where there is plenty of food. Yeah, yeah. But we just can't get it to the people that it needs to, where it all goes to waste because it's not paying and capitalism's a twat. Yeah, but the day is going to come with climate change and everything like that, where obviously it's instead of being a lack of being able to distribute it, it's then going to be a case of a lack of supply, yeah. and so you will need then the money to just be able to afford a peach. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and can you imagine the state where then like the millions yeah. of people are going to die? Aren't it basically? Well, I mean, it's it's already. It's happening in Somalia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somalia, well, not just Somalia, but like you know, I mean, 
you can see the early signs of how insecure our global food, food system is by um, the Ukrainian situation and, and Odessa and, and this. And I just saw a headline before we came on that this ship has just made it past the Black Sea. So there's this first grain shipment in God knows how many months and all these farmers in Ukraine are like desperately worried about being able to sell their crops. And that, you know, that that's just because of a conflict, like obviously a pretty serious, pretty horrible conflict, but just a war. Like it's not anything majorly to do with the climate crisis. You look at kind of Africa and you look at how fucked some countries are in, those, you know, or areas of some countries in, in the continent of Africa are. I think it's, you know, we're, we take for granted a lot of the different types of food that we have access to because of this globalized food network and because of the buying power of, of you know, rich Western countries yeah. and because the exchange rates are geared up to, you know, buy us towards us so much that we can, you know, we can spend an extra couple of quid and like, even if we pinch in other areas, we can decide we do really want this, I don't know, watermelon from Jamaica or wherever else it is. When people in those other countries are really struggling and really starving, it's like, it's it's a sort of, it's an echo or an after effect of colonialism and the old empire system where we'd, we'd build in an inequality and we're yeah m- many years after these empires have sort of, most of these empires have kind of shut down and, and are officially no longer there. We're still very much benefiting from it. And the people, if you look at the conservative leadership thing now, mm. those people are celebrating the empire. They're still living within that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. age. And they rule yeah. Britannia and all this. Yeah, and yeah, the leaderships yeah. are just like, they're just, they're pitching at that. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so sad and dangerous the way we're going. And, I'll, I'll see. It's... I'll see whether I can dig it out. Um, I'll send it to you afterwards. As a, you know, do you know Mark Steele? No. Right. If if I ever get to the levels that Mark Steele's at, I I will die because he's one of the wittiest guys that I've ever known. Like he's he's I I would say sort of similarish to Jonathan Pye, but on a different kind of level. Um, and he does he does a podcast. He's done shitloads of comedy. Um, he's written a lot but he he did one particular sort of independent column i think it was and it was about well the column wasn't regularly about this particular article was about that sort of little britain this kind of harking back to what britain used to be without really there having ever actually been it's it's a kind of longing for something that wasn't actually there what because like the vast majority of the people now are alive obviously you know Mm. I think it was 70 year old now when were they born 50s yeah. so it was even after the bloody war and everything so the, even that oh Britain yay we beat them <laughs> they're, they're, it's even past that isn't it so like what what is creating this what is creating yeah. that those people I, and those feelings those thoughts like when when um, Liz Truss said oh the best thing to do with Nicola Sturgeon is ignore her yeah, a yeah, democratic yeah, yeah, yeah. leader, one of the nations, <laughs> which is the best thing for Nicholas Sturgeon, isn't it? She's just, that that is literally her her uh, the the what she's going to build a campaign on. Yeah, yeah and then yeah. The, the audience cheered. Yeah, yeah. You know, and oh, it's just it's, it's I've, scary, I've isn't got, it? Mate? Fuck, I've, I've got a. It's not a fully formed theory, but I've got an aspect of 
what I believe. My 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 mum's side of the family are from Zambia and on the family group chat the other day we were discussing uh family origins and my mum had got out a document at my grand's and slapped us over a picture of it to and like it was the birth certificate of her great grandfather, so my great great grandfather, and he was from this little village in Ireland. And during the course of the conversation, um I said to her, said to, well, not just to her, but to everyone, would be interesting to meet the descendants of the Zambians we stole the land from. Um, because it would be, it's like you sort of, you know, in, in terms of like, I, I love genealogy and stuff and I kind of wonder, okay, so going back a hundred years, a couple of hundred years, you know, what was that dynamic? What was that situation? How do you rock up in another person's country and goes, that's mine? when it's not yours. Like, you wouldn't do that to a neighbour. If you went round to someone else's house and just sat on their sofa and said, get out, things would kick off very, very quickly. Yeah. So, like, when when you're talking about another country and, you know, someone you've never met before, there's no technology, you know nothing about them, they know nothing about you, but you've got guns and they don't. Like, it ends up being, yeah, very difficult very quickly. And I kind of, it made me wonder because I thought, her response, I'll dig it out now, right. Um, it wasn't stolen. Graham said if you lived there, you could apply for a farm for just a nominal rent. After independence, the government honoured that because many of those farms produced food or seeds. Who said anything about st- stealing? And I replied, spoken like a true colonial. And then she replied, I'm not going to feel guilty for where I was born. I didn't ask for that birthplace, for fuck's sakes. and it's it's proper it's it's my 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 point my long roundabout point is essentially that at least for ex-colonial people or or kind of ex-empire people in order to maintain your own sense of identity you have to justify the oppression whether you do that actively through racism or passively through trying to put a positive spin on the situation you're Spending still policies and stuff, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And say like, oh, well, it was just the government policy at the time, or you know, whatever else. It's like bullshit. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that every single individual ever has to feel guilt because you know it's not actually going to help. But if you're to understand your own present situation and your own like the the equality that we need to reach towards as a planet, you can't do that without looking back in history and without understanding it. And I think that when when we talk about kind of food security and we look to the future of kind of how global warming is going to affect the global south and the global north, it's not a subject I pretend to understand particularly well or to be particularly well read on. But my understanding is that global warming is going to massively disproportionately affect people in the global south and people who are already typically screwed over by our kind of current capitalist system. Yeah. And we need, as people who've benefited from the empire, even in our generation, to go, maybe we need to understand this. Maybe we need to engage with this more creatively and not just, you know, simplify it into this non-guilt dogma. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not compatible, is it, with like all this post-truth bloody populism that we're living in at the moment. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, it's, yeah, but whether things are going to change, I don't know, but... Um, final thought, mate. If uh, my topics are your final thought, go for it. Food. Kids. Sit anywhere, Pierre. Tap it in. 
Yeah, food. So I fucking love it a bit too much. Um, weighed myself last week, found out I'm actually, did I tell you how much I weigh? No. 17 stone. Nice. Fucking massive. <laughs> oh, well, that's just a number. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, 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 is just a number. I think for me, like, food is both the root of the destruction that is coming but also the root of the solution so for me sustainable agriculture is one of if not the most important solution that we have to the climate crisis and that's why you know i believe in my dad's well not my dad's farm the the farm um and that's why i kind of i'm hoping that not just that farm, but many other farms like it can adapt to the climate crisis and can continue to feed the people around them. And not about, you know, in a few years time, it's not going to be about turning a profit. It's going to be about, OK, so someone's land has just been flooded and they yeah, no longer have a home. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, invite them onto the farm, expand the farm try and farm and, and improve the soil so that we get to a point where we're supporting each other in small communities. I think still that's, think that's going to happen, don't you? You still I mean, think I, that's going to happen? Is, it, is that a hope? You bring I, that on a most final thought, you think, that because everything <laughs> is crumbling, I think, and the I day think, is going to come where even the wankers of this world are forced <laughs> to work with other people to make I it think, a better place. I think place. it's my kind of, it's my... Uh, it's your it is, blankie. Yeah, it's my it's my banky. It's my sort of like <laughs> everyone can be an arsehole, but ultimately we're all going to sit around the farm and sit sit around the fire and sing kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know, I don't know whether how true that is. You but bangers on, on a stick, <laughs> <laughs> bangers indeed. No, no, made out of corn or lentils. Sorry, yeah, no you, yeah. Here. There'll be Sorry, fucking mate. pigs roaming free without any hunting going. Nice little um, juicy bit of microprotein for you. <laughs> yeah, tasty. Blast this down. Um, but, like, on the converse of that, what's happening at the moment, and what probably will continue for a long time, is that food is being used as a political tool and that our economic system is allowing millions, if not billions, of people to be exploited. And... Ultimately, the vast majority of at least the UK population are buying into it unquestioningly. And it's fucking depressing. And we are all deeply fucked. Oh, nice, lovely finish. You should put a poll <laughs> on it. <laughs> I think even though it was my topic, you enjoyed this, didn't you, Dan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a gift. It was a gift. <laughs> it was tapping for you, wasn't it? Yeah, no. That pleasure talking. as always. I think I feel yeah, better again sure. somehow. Let's monthly sort of bloody <laughs> miracle, really. But there we go. And until next week. Until next week. See you then, man. Take care.